Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Welcome, guys. Welcome to uh, day three of Grace in the Marketplace online. And uh, today we are in for a treat. As you can tell, uh, our guests tonight all the way from Denver, Colorado. But before we get to that, we just want to do some housekeeping. Uh, We have two books that we are offering at the moment. Uh, We're offering Living Life to the Fullest, and we're also offering uh every prayer answered for free these are ebooks that we are giving away for free and uh, living life to the fullest is a book that i wrote that you know uh, uh trains you around living your life to the fullest and uh, i think we all we may also be giving away carly teradez's book uh, miracles made easy this week and this offer runs uh through sunday so please be sure to take advantage of it and um also grace in the marketplace is going to be running all the way uh, through Saturday evening. Yesterday was fire. We had Pastor Lawson Purdue. And man, how awesome was that? And uh, the day before, Ashley Terrades came out. Tonight is a special night uh, for Chipo and I uh, because we have Billy Epperhart in the house. And uh, just quickly, uh, let me read you a quick bio of, of, of who Billy is. Billy Epperhart is a successful a business entrepreneur, a nationally known uh, speaker and author. And I know many of you from Faith New Church have read uh, Billy's book, Money Mastery. And uh, some of you have read Change Mastery. And uh, just his recent uh, uh, offer is uh, Leadership Mastery. And I've got a copy of Leadership Mastery. It's a great book. You want to make sure you get that. I think you can get it on Kindle. Uh, but Billy is going to give you more details on how you can get some of his products uh, later on. And so he oversees the strategic direction of his three uh, Colorado-based companies, uh, namely BillyEpperhart.com, uh, Tricord Global, Wealth Builders, uh, which is a ministry that primarily focuses on uh, business training and uh, in developing nations. He's also uh, recently now the CEO of Andrew Walmart Ministries and Caris Bible College. And uh, also personally to me and Chipo, uh, Billy and Miss Becky are our spiritual parents. And so we are just so grateful to them for making time for us, for accommodating us, for uh, adopting us. And man, it's such a privilege to be uh, your spiritual uh, kids. And so tonight, why don't you help me welcome all the way from Colorado, Billy Epperhart. Come on, hit those like, the like button, send them hearts and <laughs> welcome, Billy. Well, it's great to be with you, Tafar. I mean, I'm excited today to talk about um, the things we're going to discuss, but I'm, I'm actually more excited to be with you and Chippo. It's been a while, it's been a couple months since I've seen you. So to be able to see you on here and I just want to Tell everybody, Tafaro's one of the strongest, best young leaders. He's got a thinking, tremendous the way he thinks about grace in the marketplace and his view on finances and money. I've been, Tafaro, I've been incredibly impressed 
whenever I've been around you and you guys, I believe are real uh, apostles to the whole continent of Africa and around the world, especially, uh, especially not only as pastors, but also in the marketplace. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. This means a lot uh, coming from you. And uh, so tonight, I know you've been teaching and uh, talking about uh, navigating uh, the new normal, uh, going from crisis to kingdom opportunity uh, for the past uh, few weeks. And uh, what is this uh, all about? Well, you know, we've been doing uh, we've been doing the uh, broadcast. We just started doing a live stream. Uh, if just allow me to do a little promotion here, we we do a live stream on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in Colorado. So I think in South Africa, that's 6 p.m. Yeah, about 6 p.m. that we do that. And of course, we're talking about the stock market. Uh, we talk about real estate, and then we also talk about business. So we've been kind of given some insight and guidelines on where uh, the stock market is. And so we can talk about that later if you want to. But we also, the, the real focus has been uh, how you take these kind of crises uh, that, we're, that we're facing with this whole coronavirus thing and how you take that and turn that into a kingdom opportunity. So that's been the focus and then we give real practical guidelines on understanding where the stock market is the real estate and some of the moves you you may be able to make during this time that can help you be able to take advantage or really turn crisis to opportunity and so as a business person a small uh, a business uh, person maybe medium uh, sized um in, in today faced with this global crisis uh, what would you say is the number one thing that um, uh, as a business person I should be doing, you know, in the marketplace uh, in response to this global uh, crisis? Well, I think if you actually own a business, you're running a business, I think one of the first things you have to look for in the mindset is help the Holy Spirit to show you how to innovate during this time. And that's where you know, you take a crisis and you turn it into an opportunity. And so, you know, many of the testimonies that uh, and comments that we get back uh, from all the different sources of social media have been, we have some tremendous testimonies of, of business owners and small businesses that have used this, this uh, crisis to do things they've never done before. So they've actually, they've actually located new customer segments some of them have actually gone as far to change their value propositions. Uh, in other words, their unique selling proposition, what they're, what they're doing to reach their customers. And so I know there's one restaurant that we, we're personally, uh, that we know about, and they started doing, they never did delivery, for example, before ever. And they have created a whole new market just because they're now doing delivery. Now there's things, you know, depending on what kind of market you're in, what size of area you're in, you know, you just have to learn to innovate. There was a, another, another one that came in that was a, actually they were running and they own a, a large commercial building they use as an antique mall. And they actually uh, basically responded to the COVID crisis by uh, seeing if they could stay open. The government let them stay open. And so they got, they had favor with the government to do that. This, this is in the U.S. And then they were able to then do a bunch of neat things on they went to a touchless point of sale system 
and they just did several things and their sales have actually increased in March and April by 35% over wow. last year. So wow. I think I think one of the first things you have to do is think about innovating. And that means you have to innovate your business model. And so if we're talking to small business people or even medium or even large, you, you innovate and you look at your business model and remember your business model is always connected to your revenue streams. And so you do other kinds of things to bring in new or expanded or enhanced revenue streams. And so you learn to monetize during the crisis. So innovation, I would say, is, is the number one thing you have to consider and think through in this time. That's awesome. And, and uh, you know, from, from our perspective as God's children, I think this, is, this presents an opportunity because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And scripture says that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And Absolutely. I believe part of what it shows us is innovation, is creativity, and just uh, witty inventions. One of the things I learned from you, and I know when you came out to South Africa, we had the privilege, I had the privilege of spending uh, more time with you. We traveled to Zimbabwe together, and you know, I was asking questions, and I wanted to know about uh, everything you know. <laughs> you know. I wanted to just download everything you know. And one of the things you taught me, the two principles that I still uh, hold on even to till today is uh, you talk a lot around uh, Kairos moments and divine connections. Uh, yeah. During a time like this, how can we use those to navigate our way from uh, crisis to kingdom opportunity? Well, you know, I, I believe God has people for your life. Isaiah 43, I use verses three through five on that, where God has people. I, I like to say it this way. God has people for your life you've never met, and God has experiences for your life you've never had. And many times those kind of things uh, occur during these crisis times where you start praying and speaking and believing and declaring that God has people for your life, and then people show up that can help you in the innovation process or can help you, for example, a Kairos moment where actually someone says something to you and you have an aha moment and take a step of faith to begin to, to fulfill that. You know, you, in the, in the old Testament, I believe it's second Kings, uh, there was, there was three Kings that got together uh, to, to attack Moab and the King of Israel and the King of Judah and, and Edom, King of Edom. And they went out and we know that the King of Moab stood against them and their, their horses ran out of, out of water and, they ran out of food and they were dying of, you know, dehydration. And so they decided to call for the prophet and the prophet came in the middle of the desert. He told them to start, start digging ditches. And, wow. and they went digging ditches and said, yeah, he said, tomorrow, this time, this valley shall be full of water. And he said, but you're not going to, you're not going to hear the, see the wind or hear or feel the rain. It's going to come. And of course it did, it came supernaturally and they woke up and uh, there was this, the, the, the Bible says the, the valley was so full of water that it overran the ditches. And of course the ditches uh, held the water and they were able to you know, drink. And of course they were able for their horses to have water and their armies to have water. And they ended up defeating the King of Moab, but supernaturally there was a Kairos wow. moment 
where they right. called for the prophet and the prophet declared and told them what to do. And they, and they responded. And so I think during, and they were in a crisis. And so if you yeah. think about going from crisis to opportunity, that many times you, the point is many times you can't see necessarily what God's going to do, but that's why we believe in the supernatural and we believe that God will show us and help us and bring people for our life. That's awesome. Uh, Billy, I know you have a story, uh, of how God, you know, uh, brought a relationship to you. There was a couple, I think that uh, visited your church, uh, and they happened to pick up one of your teachings Oh, and yeah. uh yeah 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 you want to share a little bit about that i just you know it's, it's such yeah. an awesome story of breakthrough <laughs> and how it came about i was teaching you know i had a church i was many people don't know i pastored before 29 years yeah 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 they they know me more from the business side etc and uh but but uh i was teaching to about 30 people on wednesday nights and you know back in those days you recorded everything on a cassette tape. Uh, you know, if you're really high tech, you used, I, I forget, I think it was called a DAT tape, D-A-T, you called it, that was more of a high performance recording and then you you sold your cassette tape. So I told the story that if, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, standing in a Ford dealership uh, getting the oil changed in one of my vehicles and a man from the East Coast of the U.S. called me and, and he said, uh, you know, on my phone and my cell phone back in those days, you know, we, we were still kind of close to the brick cell phones. But they, I had a little small black Nokia that, you know, there was no such thing as a smartphone or anything like that. <laughs> so it just I looked at it. It just said calling, you know, well, I figured back in those days it was either my wife or my executive assistant that I had for many years. And I picked up the phone and it was a man on the phone. And he said, is this pastor Billy Epperhart? And I said, it is. And uh, he said, uh, well, I'm calling you because I have two of your cassette tapes. So if you remember cassette tapes yeah. uh, back in the day, he said, I have two of your cassette tapes and we'd like to publish both of them. Well, you've got to understand that, uh, you know, that nothing like that had ever happened to me ever. And so I was, uh, I remember one tape was called seven steps to reaching your dreams that I actually taught on a Wednesday night. And the other one was called five characteristics to a healthy family that I think I taught that one. I don't remember if it was Wednesday or Sunday, but, and he said, we want to publish both of them. Well, nobody had ever offered to publish anything I had before, you know? Wow. <laughs> and so, uh, to make a long story short, I told him, I asked him, he said, well, he said, well, we want you to know we're going to pay you a royalty on those tapes. And I said, well, how much, you know, how much is the royalty? And he told me how much per tape. And, and then he said, and we, and we sell, I believe in those days, it was like 30,000 tapes a week. Wow. And so, and he wanted, so I got to adding it up. And if he, and he said, we want to publish yours. We'd like to publish two a month uh, from you. And so I wow. got to add that up and uh, I, I made way more selling tapes in that instance than I did in my salary uh, in those days at the whole time. And so God, God took me all of a sudden from one spot to another and it happened supernaturally overnight. And, and then what was interesting about that was 
is I had to find out. I, so I asked him, how did you, how did you get my tapes? Yeah. You know, who sent you? I didn't send them to him. And so he told me who the people were and I didn't know who they were. And so about six months later in my church, I actually met the people and they came and had picked up a visitor packet and we wow. get, we let them, we let them select which one they wanted. And the wife took five characteristics of a healthy family and the husband took seven steps to reaching your dreams. And they went home and listened to them and they knew somebody that's a divine connection. They knew wow. somebody and they said, you got to listen to this guy. And, uh, the rest is history. Man, that's awesome. And it also speaks of your faithfulness because I mean, you, there you are just teaching 30 people. It's not even on a Sunday morning. I mean, there you are teaching 30 people, a smaller Bible study on a Wednesday night. And because you, you, you gave your best in that, you know, smaller meeting and that you were faithful uh, with that. I think Zechariah 3 or 4 verse 10 says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. I know you have a powerful teaching around the story of uh, the five talents, the master giving the five talents and how uh, important, you know, uh, faithfulness is and how important investing in ourselves more than in, in what we do is. You want to share a little bit about that? Um, uh, before you share, I just want to encourage the guys to put their uh, questions in the, in the comment section. If you're watching and you have a question for uh, Billy, tonight, please just slip it in the con comment section and uh, we'll be sure to uh, get to it. But uh, Billy, do you mind uh, uh, sharing a little bit about that? Because there you are, faithful to 30 people. I mean, some people are, are keeping their best sermons for when 30,000 people show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, one of the things, if you if you look in the parable of the talents and I really like that passage. You know, if you, I was going to see if I could find at least a short, uh, short part of that. If you go to the, I think it's in the message Bible and, uh, that I really like that the kind of the rendering, uh, if I remember right, it's, I think it's the Matthew 25 in the message Bible. But right. The, there was a couple of things I just point out there, uh, that, that are in that one. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, or I can just talk about it, but I think it's, uh, I think, you know, hearing the wording is almost, it's, it, it, it almost kind of jars us when you actually hear what, what Jesus said to him. And uh, right. let's see, I thought I had it right here. Let me see. Uh, Matthew 25, 19. Yeah. And the message, uh, here it is. I got it. Okay. Right. And it right. says, uh, you know, it says it's also like a man going off on an extended trip, you know, and it talks about his master. Uh, it said he called his servants together and delegated responsibilities to one. He gave 5,000 to one, 2,000 to the third one, 1,000 depending. And I like, and this is the part I wanted to bring, bring to those that are uh, listening today uh, is that, uh, is that it says depending on their abilities, so wow, he gave, wow. you know, a lot of people don't teach on this on the front part of the parable of the talents, but the Bible says the initial talents that the master distributed, the five, the two, and the one, all that initial distribution says depend, depending on their abilities. And hmm. so God's no respecter of persons, but what happens is people in the body of Christ many times just think they're going to drift to the top of the mountains. 
But right. what you need to understand is, is that you can expand your ability. It wasn't, it wasn't just according to, uh, according to their God-given talent in the sense of it's what you did with your God-given talent. That's what Come this story is all about anyway. So it's what you do. It's what you do to improve. It's what you do to get better in your life. So it says he, he gave it to them and, uh, you know, depending on their, uh, he delegated according to their ability. And then it says he left and right off the first servant uh, went and doubled his master's investment. The second did the same, but the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. And I love the way the message Bible says and carefully buried. In other yeah. words, he was, he was going to make sure he didn't lose it. But after a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. And the one given $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. And it's really interesting that the Message Bible uses the term investment. He doubled uh, the investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, he got he got promoted. From now on, you'll be my partner. That means I'm going to provide the cash. You provide the, you know, the ability to invest it. And then the servant with two thousand showed uh, how he also doubled his master's money, and his master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, you be my partner. So they both got promotions. But right. the servant given one thousand said, "Master, I know you have high standards, hate careless ways, and demand the best, and make no allowances for error." And, you know, I, I find it interesting that the servant with the one talent recognized this, this master and everything he listed about him is what you would want to find in a good business person. Right. Said, you, have high, you, have, you have high standards, you hate careless ways, right. and you demand the best, and you make no allowance for error. Well, oh, wow. if, if you want somebody handling your money, you want somebody like that. That's in other right. words, you want somebody. So he was he was misunderstanding. So he said, I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. So a lot of people today think in terms of security. He says, here it is, safe and sound down to the last cent. But the Bible says in verse 26, the master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal <laughs> to live cautiously like that. Wow. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with bankers where I at least would have gotten a little interest. So here's what he said. He said, take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most. Wow. The one who now had 10 got one more. And I always teach, you know, what did the one with now 10 do to get the one? And the answer is nothing. In other yeah. words, once you learn to steward what God has put you in charge of, those divine connections and Kairos moments will come to your life just like they did here. And that's the example of money that is attracted, not pursued. Come on. See that? Money's attracted. And then he said, and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. He said, throw him into utter darkness. So that's just, a, and we're not talking about taking when we read this passage, we're not advising people to do crazy things, but if you have applied yourself and learned what we call knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, and you've applied yourself to the processes that you're looking at investing in or working in, then you got to get up and get out of your chair and go apply yourself. Uh, and that, those are the kind of risks that you need to be willing to take. 
Amen, man, that's powerful. And uh, Billy, we're going to look at uh, some few questions here that have started coming. Uh, I have one here that says, how over the years have you managed to navigate between business and ministry? You know, I think the question is from the background of you being a pastor and also being in the marketplace on the business mountain. You know, the biggest, the biggest revelation, and I, I'm praying that people will understand what I'm about to say or be able to hear it in the correct context. But the biggest revelation for me was really learning the difference between devotional money and what I call transactional money. Because in the ministry, we're actually called to live off of devotional money. And, what, and, and people are called to give in the church through their tithe and their offerings, they're called to give devotion money. In other words, there's some money that you have in your life. Uh, all, all the money belongs to God, but that we have, but there are, there's money that God specifically wants you to give to the kingdom. But what has happened is, is the biggest problem that sometimes ministers have and the biggest problem sometimes then that people in the church have is they have what I call a man a manna mindset. Right. It says in, in the book of Joshua chapter five in verse 12, it says, and on that day, the manna ceased and they ate of the produce of the land. So what I had to do, many people have, have a manna mindset where they think God's just going to drop stuff out of the sky on their head. Like, like manna came out of the sky. But the truth is, is most Christians have to work at understanding what I call transactional money. And transactional right. money is what is is what you deal with in the business world. So the right. problem many Christians have is they take a man of mindset into the land that God is giving to them. And if you take a man of mindset, then you you won't understand what the person with the five talents understood. In other words, he understood that he had to apply himself. There were certain things he had to do. A person with a manna mindset will take the one talent, put it under a rock and plant it. And he say, okay, God now bless me. But the, right. but the one with the five talents knew he had to apply himself. And so, so transactional money, many Christians today, for example, if they can't pay something back to another Christian brother, they, have, they still have, for example, many times a devotional mindset where they think, well, you know, you can just give me the money. But there's a big difference. There's a big difference between what I call devotional money and devotional money is a God thing. In other words, God expects us to give. But what happens is if you've been living only from contributions, of course, ministers are called to do that. Many times the transactional aspect of business is a foreign concept. So for right. example, many people believe that if you give, it's going to be given back to you. Well, of course it is. Luke 638 tells us that give and it shall be given. But the truth of the matter is, is the way it comes back to you is in the land God gives you. It come doesn't on. just come up with somebody coming up and handing you money. Now, I'm not saying somebody wouldn't come up and hand you money, but the truth is if you're living out of the produce of the land, God's no respecter of persons. If he's got a land for one, he'll have a land for the other. Then you're the one, one given the hundred dollars. And then That's God awesome. produces in your land. So you have more than enough to be able to not only take care of your own, but also to give very liberally. That's the whole, whole concept behind the triple X factor in that I teach in money mastery. That's awesome. And, and one of the things I learned from you around this concept was that, you know, 
uh, money is not going to fall on our heads like uh, ripe cherries falling off a tree. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and that we've got to go into the marketplace and apply ourselves and uh, get in the game. You know, I remember you saying that a lot to get in the game, <laughs> you know, be, be transactional. And that's powerful. Um, and I have another question here from someone who said, uh, you said that money is attracted and not pursued. What are some of the ways uh, that you can, uh, you know, develop yourself to start attracting uh, uh, this money? Well, number one is you have to change your mindset uh, to, to believe that God is showing you what to do and that money will be attracted to your life. So, Instead of being negative, you, you learn to start being positive and start speaking the word, make faith declarations, make confessions that are positive, uh, like the law of attraction would work, but it's scriptural that you begin to speak that. But then the second thing is, is that from a practical standpoint, you begin to pray and speak and say, Lord, I believe you're leading me into my land. I believe you're, you're showing me what to do. So typically, it, there, there's a couple of ways that we find land practically, right? So a person could begin to get in their land, let's say, for example, in a new job, but I don't believe a job is really the land, even though it can be a good expression of where you go, it means you work, you get paid. But the real truth is the real land where the blessing comes is when you get to a level of not just money that you work for, but money that works for you. And that land comes in where money works for you and money works for you in a lot of ways, but one is in by owning your own business. Another area, so that would be a business person. Another area is by being an investor. So you take the money that you have and you learn to invest. You learn, you know, in the beginning, uh, you may not be as good as you are later because you learn, but I believe that through business and through investing, uh, and there, there's other, there's a few other areas that you can get into that I teach in the book Money Mastery. But for the purpose of this, just business and/or investing, in either case, then God gives you a land. That land prospers and gets blessed. And the bigger that land goes, and really, that's that's where the ten percent of the tithe came from. Is that yeah. what I believe that what what I believe that happens uh, in the land is that we give the ten percent off the produce of the land. And then, of course, that would include that in the beginning and includes our job. But as but what I really believe the land is, uh, and I, I may say this, that this is this is a little bit too strong, what I'm about to say. But sometimes we end up being slaves to our job. Right. And by that, I mean, you know, we, we end up serving money instead of instead of serving God. And so by getting a business and our in our investing, it brings the freedom you have. And I believe that's the promise of the land, the promise mm. that God blesses you in. Uh, now, there's some high paid people that have jobs, you know, like a movie actor or a professional athlete. And it's possible that could be their land. But people that are just working from day to day and living from hand, you know, from kind of hand to mouth type thing. If they're not careful, they got to start. They're going to stay there all their life. So they got to start thinking changing how they think so that God can bring them into their land, whatever that is. Amen. And I know you talk a lot as well. The triple X factor has helped uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, how ultimately you, you've got to learn to live uh, at 70% and take the rest and invest. Man, I just want to encourage everyone watching. 
to to uh, do yourself a favor. One of the things that Billy says, which is powerful, is that you've got to learn how to invest in yourself more than you invest in your job because you take you everywhere. So one of the ways you can invest in yourself is to get yourself a copy of Money Mastery. It's going to help you uh, navigate finances where you are. It's going to help you learn how to invest. It's going to le- help you l- uh, learn how to get in the game. And when you do, uh, when God starts to send you places to be uh, a blessing to somebody else, you're going to have that time. You, you're literally buying that time back so that you can be free to do the things that God uh, wants you to do. We have another question here, Billy. Uh, we're going to take three more questions and we'll let you go. I know you you're you really busy and you, you, you need to be uh, 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 off running very soon. So here's another question. It says, what are your thoughts on investing in stocks and real estate at the moment, you know, during uh, COVID and what would be the outlook uh, after COVID crisis? Well, I always remember that typically stocks will, will reflect the current economic conditions quicker than real estate does. Uh, so if the economic conditions are positive, the market typically will reflect it quicker than real estate. Or if the economic conditions are down, which they are right now in the COVID, it takes real estate a little while to actually uh, see that effect. Now, those that are in the actual retail real estate business, what I mean, they're, they're agents and they're trying to sell property, they're being affected. Uh, most of them are being affected, affected directly right now. But here's what's happening in the stock market, and I'll talk about real estate. What's happening in the stock market in in the U.S. right now, there is definitely a disconnect. I mean, the market, I'm looking at my phone, my app right now, and the market uh, this morning, I haven't checked it in a couple of hours, but this morning, the market was up. And uh, yeah, it's way up this morning. It's up uh, almost 3%. So. The point is, I believe the current stock market is disconnected right now. Uh, So I'm not giving anyone specific advice, but general advice, I would say right now, other than a few select stocks in the U.S., I wouldn't invest currently because the market is actually too hot. I believe the market's going to go back down. I believe we're going to, we may even test the lows that we saw in March. Um, And so people just buying stock blindly. Now, if you want to be a stock picker and you by stock picker, I mean, you want to pick an individual stock, not just index funds or index ETFs, then you basically could pick stocks like, you know, like Amazon or Apple, but you got to give yourself two years, about a two year window right now, uh, because I believe the market's going to go back down. So you can't freak out. Now, right now I'm, I'm shorting the market myself. Um, because I think the market's going to tick back down. Now, where real estate is, real estate is being affected a little bit right now to far, but the truth of the matter is, is that if the economy does come back, now, if the market goes back down and tests lows, then what you're going to see is you're going to see some of the real estate activity by drying up. Now, what that will mean is if you're an investor, it will give you a greater opportunity to buy low and sell high later. So right. you didn't have to wait, but it hasn't affected it. Some some places in the world it's being affected right now, but not as much as it can be. So right. I believe that we're going to see a buying opportunity in real estate that'll come up probably in the fall into early next year. 
Right. We've got two more questions here as we close, uh, Billy. Uh, here, a question is, would you equate, uh, depending on a nine to five uh, a job as burying your talent as opposed to using uh, your God-given talents, developing new skills to create uh, uh, extra revenues, uh, revenue streams of wealth? Well, I think the answer to that is if you you be faithful in the nine to five job that you have and thank God you have a job, but then you need to start looking, applying yourself. Um, and right now, if you're working nine to five and that's the total source of your income, then most for most people, that would put them similar to the one talent person. And uh, now if they're higher up the job or higher up, then you know it could put them in two talent. But, but the truth is whether you're one or two, you need to be applying yourself to either understand business or investing. And I, you know, in the book, Money Mastery, I teach, I talk about five income streams and you need to learn about at least two of those income streams. And those income streams that I talk about in those five, uh, none of them have to do with a job. So a job, remember, is money you work for, but then the money we wanna focus on is money that works for you and, right. then, and then the high level, the highest level is money that works without you. That's the highest level where you have enough assets that are producing income. Look, Tafar, let me say this before we get off. It's like, it, it, it's the difference between having a vegetable garden and an orchard. In order to be able to, to harvest the vegetables, you have to go kill the vegetables to harvest it. Whereas with an apple tree, you can just go pick the apple, come back next year, pick because the tree keeps producing. And what you're wanting is, is several apple trees that develops into an orchard. When you get to that place, that's when you get at a level of a five talent type person that Jesus is talking about. And then if a person actually produces that, then if you want to invest with somebody like that, which this master did, he said, now be my partner. Uh, you look for somebody who's producing income by having an orchard. That's awesome. And uh, our final question, uh, Billy, here is, uh, can you buy stocks when you live outside of the United States of America? I'm not sure you'll be able to answer this one, but yeah, it's a question. Yeah, we yeah you can. Uh, one of the larger companies, uh, I don't know if they have offices in South Africa or not, but one of the larger companies is Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab has a lot of international offices, Australia, Europe. And so you can actually go in uh, or go online if and you got in those different countries that they're located. And then you can buy and sell. It's called a brokerage account. So you would open a brokerage account. Some of the, many of those countries, you can open some type of retirement account as well. So, but, the, but just for investing purposes, not retirement purposes, uh, if you want to open a bro, it's called a brokerage account. You open a brokerage account, it's like having a bank account, except it's a bank account that allows you to purchase stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds. And so that, so you could, in most countries, I don't know about the continent of Africa, I haven't looked, but I know Australia, Europe, uh, Asia, uh, they have brokerage, uh, Charles Schwab, so you can buy directly into the U.S. stock market. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Billy, uh, for making time for us tonight. This was really awesome. Before you go, I'm just going to ask you to, to, to pray for the people, the viewers tonight. 
and just speak a blessing over them, divine connections, Kairos moments. Uh, but yeah. if the people want to buy books and uh, they want to watch some more of your material, they want to get onto your uh, weekly um, uh, yeah. broadcast on social media, do you mind sharing some more information about that? Yeah, so you can go to wealthbuilders.org, wealthbuilders.org, and you can find uh, information about all of that. But then every Saturday morning, we do both uh, an actual webinar that you can log into. I'm sure it's similar to what you're doing here now. And you could do the webinar. In addition to that, uh, you can go to Facebook Live or watch the Facebook. You can go to Billy Epperhart on Facebook and you'll see, uh, you know, you'll see that. But if you really want to know about product and materials, we do have, I want to mention this, we do have a new Wealth Builder University that is coming online. You can go to wealthbuilders.org and see it, but it's where we offer the courses. I'm looking over here at my board, but uh, we have money mastery course, change mastery course, business mastery course. Um, we have a uh, real estate organizational, mastery, organizational mastery and leadership mastery. So we have, there's a bunch of courses you can take in my new book. So, you know, you, you'll probably see it in bookstores actually, uh, globally is that I'm doing a new real estate book that uh, comes out with the publisher. The publisher was, was called Harrison house. Harrison house has started a new label called Harrison wealth. And so uh, we're doing a brand new real estate mastery book that'll be coming out in January. I think it's actually comes out in January. I think it's released physically where everybody can buy it in February of 2021. But the other three books, Money Mastery, Change Mastery, and Leadership Mastery, you can go to Amazon.com. Uh, I think the audible versions of Money Mastery and Change Mastery are there. And I think the one on Leadership Mastery is coming out soon. I'm, I haven't checked it lately to see if, it's, if they've got it complete yet. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Billy, for making time uh, for us tonight. I, I know a lot of people don't know this, but you are scheduled to come out to South Africa this August. Uh, before COVID-19 happened, we were going to do another uh, Grace in the Marketplace conference. And man, you're just so gracious to us. And uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, just keep showing us favor. A lot of people don't know this, that when you came out last year, you actually put in more into the trip than you ever, you know, uh, uh, got out of it. I remember your PA sending me your itinerary. She was sure <laughs> to zoom in. So that I didn't see the price your your air ticket cost. <laughs> she didn't want me having a heart attack. <laughs> she was trying to protect me. <laughs> to protect oh you. man! And uh, man, we're just so grateful for for you, Billy, and uh, uh, for your mentorship, uh, being a spiritual father to Chipper and I. Man, we thank God for you guys every single day. And uh, you've taught us so many things: the way uh, to pray every single morning and what to pray for as a couple and uh, man, thank you so much for everything that you do for the kingdom of God. Before you go, do you mind just praying for uh, all our viewers tonight? Father, we thank you today for your blessing and increase in our life. And we speak increase and blessing over those watching right in the middle of this crisis. We speak health, we speak life. And father, we speak financial blessing to them today over to far and Chippo, all of their listeners, people in, in the Faith Hill Church. We just thank you, Lord, today for all that you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Thanks, Billy. God bless you, brother. Blessings. Please pass my love to Miss Becky. I'll do that. God bless Don't you. Ciao. Will do. Ciao.